This podcast is brought to you by listeners like you through Patreon and Coffee.com. Thank you. We're also brought to you by Libris Arcana. Stay tuned during this podcast for more information and promo codes. This is Tales of Swordfall. I am Paul. I am the DM. And who am I with tonight? Hi, I'm Lucy. I play Taz Mockwell, the Tiefling Bard. Yeah. Uh, hello. I'm uh, Riprex, and I'm playing Leo Stout, who is a half elf fighter. Was it just a dream? Well, you start to wake up, Taz. The last thing you remember is the happiness and joy of escape. Your party, Flea, Krakatur, Tabby, and you, went and boarded the ship of Captain Moon Eyes. With the puzzle pieces of Talsadar in hand, you all had the perfect plan of leaving the kingdom and saving the world. In Captain Moon Knight's ship, you went out of the bay, into the open waters of the ocean, and beyond the city and the kingdom of Swordfall. Then something happened. The clouds began to darken. The seas began to boil around you. And then a dark figure came from the sky. This was a dragon. Her body hung in the air as lightning and moonlight flared off her scales. This was the beautiful but frightening presence of the crystal-scaled horror, Olidiva. She was like shiny diamonds like the eyes of a cat in the black and blue. Olidiva attacked the ship. You remember the fight starting and Krakatur screaming something to the heavens. And Flea was very excited to finally use his new dragonbone bow against a real dragon. And Tabby... Tabby was grumpy and probably more concerned about the ship's supply of booze or fish. That's about when things become a little hazy in your mind. As you awake, Taz, you find yourself to be rocking gently as if you were in a cradle. Just slowly back and forth. But... As reality sets in, you have found yourself marooned on a piece of flat wood. Clearly, by some miracle, you landed on a piece of wreckage of the ship and have been floating out here. You come to the realization that you are just aimlessly 
floating in the water with no land in sight. Oh, what a great way to start my day. Mm-hmm. But the world looks a little weird. It kind of lacks color. There's the sound of dripping water. There's a weird cloud with a face coming towards you. Oh! What? <laughs> and as your mind kind of piece, pieces together the parts of chaos that are in front of you, it finally speaks. You finally woke up. I don't say anything, and I start reaching for my shield. Now, Taz, I know our relationship is a little strained. Flea told me, but he wanted me to at least say he is safe. And that the barbarian is safe. I don't know about your feline friend. Her... Uh, Patron is shielding her. Is this Tangle? Yes, it's definitely yeah, Tangle. I figured, but I'm no response. Just like hand on my swords, like glaring. Why the hostility? Consider how our last meeting went, and then ask again. It was only a simple possession. Nothing more. She's not replying. She's pissed <laughs> as hell. I kind of figured. Um, he smiles. Somehow. Or you at least get the impression that he smiles. But the most important thing is you've done your part. Unfortunately, your friends are spread out. Done my part? What do you mean, done my part? Oh, the puzzle pieces. They won't be ab able to find them. What happened to them? I don't know. They were with your friend Tabby, and I can't find Tabby. So, they should be safe? Or at least unreachable. Well, hopefully they all sank to the bottom of the ocean. That is the, uh... That's the, uh, hope. But... I think you should be rewarded. I rewarded Flea. And he was mainly concerned about you and your safety. And his safety, too, of course. But he requested that all his friends get back to the land safe, safely. You said he and Krakendor are all right. Yes. Where are they? Home. Specific. Cracketeer's home. 
Are they going to be all right? They made it there safely. Doesn't mean they're going to be all right. Well, I don't tell the future. So what are you going to do with me? Make sure that you get back to the land safely. Though, from what Flea says, you don't trust me. Of course I don't trust you. Why should I trust you? <sighs> because I'm one of the few you can trust. That's literally the exact opposite of how I feel about you. You're one of the, well, many, that I explicitly do not trust. Well, perhaps if I do this favor, this one simple favor, perhaps we can start trusting each other. Doubtful. Well, there are some ways we can do this. I can let you choose. Or I can just help you find a way safely. And what's your price? You've already done it. You've hid away the puzzle pieces. How honest is he being with me? Uh, give me an insight. Fifteen? Okay, not bad. Not bad. If it was just an average person. Um... I mean, uh, from what you can tell, he's not, like, blind, but this dude's also kind of, well, he's basically shady. He is made of shade, so... So, I suppose you wouldn't bring me to flee and crack at all. I had a different plan. Oh, you look—you love your family. You want to see and them that, safe. At, at those words, like <laughs> Taz's face just shuts down. <laughs> So, I was thinking maybe you'd be more comfortable near family. And he kind of gets out of your way and points. And you see points of light. Three points of light out there. What is that? It's where your family are. Three points? He looks a little curiously out. And then back at you. I have two and siblings. Why are there three points? Isn't that the question? Yes, it is the question. If you'd answer it, I'd very much appreciate it. I said it's where your family is. I don't. I don't understand. 
You do understand that when I possessed you, I was showing you something. Yes, you showed me... My... Siblings? My parents? But my parents are dead. And yet there are three points of light. Are you saying one of my parents is still alive? I'm showing. I don't believe you. It could all be a trick. It could be a simple mistake. It could be a long-lost aunt or grandmother or, you know, sibling or something. But I can assure you the two brighter ones are your brother and sister. We're going to pause things for a moment and have a word from our sponsors. Libris Arcana. Do you like role-playing games, but you have no dice? Are you a dice dragon and just need a horde dice? Libris Arcana has you covered. Libris Arcana offers both a monthly and quarterly subscription to get dice. Yeah, that's right. They send you dice monthly or every three months. They also sell individual dice sets and great leather protective book covers for your gaming manuals. Go to www.librisarcana.com. That's L-I-B-R-I-S-A-R-C-A-N-A.com to find out more. And if you use the promo code SWORDFALLFAN, you get a discount. Look in the description below for more details. And now back to the story. Where are they both now? Well, one is sailing. The other. And he looks, he looks up at the sky. Probably sleeping. Well, I have a choice. I've had rather enough of the ocean. Yes, you've been here for about four days. I wonder if I feel terrible. I'd like to go to Elena. Of course. Though... You'll have to bear with me. I don't quite have the power to get you across the sea. So what are you going to do? I'm going to hand you off to someone. And if you play their game, which I know you can do... I'm not very good at playing games. I tend to break the rules. Oh, you'll discover the rules pretty quickly. You're a smart one. And... Not a game that you haven't played before. Most of the games I've played in my life I haven't much enjoyed. Well, at least this one has a good prize at the end. My sister is not a prize. 
<laughs> no, she isn't. But we can say she is for right now. And the world slowly goes back to normal. And it is nighttime. The sea is around you. The waves are crashing. Uh, you don't know how you've stayed on this piece of wood for this long. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty marginal size of wood, but with how the sea is going at it right now, it's uh, a little rough. And <clears throat> you, like, don't hear anything much for a while. And give... Give me a perception check. <laughs> Seventeen. You're doing you're Not doing bad. good. Yeah. I think I just juiced you though. Yeah, probably. Thanks. You hear the water below you make an unnatural noise. And as the moon goes behind the clouds, first something goes out of the water, and it attaches itself to the piece of wood with a thunk. Then another, then another. And you see, just below the surface, something round and shiny almost the size of your head it looks like a giant squid is attacking your piece of wood so it it looks aggressive yeah it looks aggressive it's giving you the ooh hungry numbs look um i cast dissonant whispers okay and it um, needs to make a wisdom, wisdom saving throw. What's your DC? That's a good question. 15. 15? Just slightly under that. And you're able to scare it. Uh, it lets, lets go and looks really shocked and starts backing away. It also takes 3d6 psychic damage. Oh, roll that. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, it doesn't look like it enjoyed that at all. And it has to move as far away from me as it can. It starts doing so. And then it unnaturally zigs in one direction and zags in another. And just seems to go limp. And then there's another slightly unnatural noise. As a figure with the giant squid in its mouth starts to rise out of the water. It is huge. This is a colossal squid that we're talking about. And it has most... This, this 
new creature has most of the body in its mouth. It has large glowing eyes and it looks like it's a creature but also it's wearing bits of ship almost like armor is it humanoid enough seems like it has arms I just, like, flatten myself against the board and try and be as small and unnoticeable as possible. Uh, its glowing eyes are like spotlights, and you see it searching across the... I'm bright white, so I don't think it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it starts searching across the waves, and the moon finally comes out from underneath the clouds, and its eyes just point straight toward you. Uh, by the moonlight, it's it's hard to tell what it is. It, it might be reptilian. It might not be. It has multiple arms. It has just a long snaking tail. And almost, almost like a dragonborn face, but just a billion times bigger. I don't know what to do. I'm on a square of wood in the middle of the ocean. And then you hear it. You hear almost music-like notes come out of its mouth. What music notes? Is it... Is it trying to talk to me? Like you can roll an investigation to try to figure it out, or you oh, know, I'm a bard. I know music, so you want to do a performance check back. Sure. Eighteen. Uh, so how do you do this? Do you like? Uh, we're gonna assume that you have everything on you that you had on you. Like, could you know, I discern what it was trying to say to me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do that. You use your bardic skills, and like some large math equation, it finally gets into your head that it is doing something kind of like whales, a call and response song. It's waiting for a song back. I mimic its song back to it. And we're just going to keep using that performance. Uh, and it stops as it gazes upon you with these large, shiny, glowing eyes. And goes down to your level and much, much closer to your hunk of wood in the middle of the ocean. And it seems to first take in a breath, and you can literally feel just chilling wind go around you as it breathes in, and then it breathes out. And it's, it's 
breath is foul. It, it, it well, it just ate a giant squid. So yeah, pleasant. You given me a feast. You given me a song. What can I do for you? Um, if it's not too much trouble, I wouldn't mind a, a ride back to Ozog. Hmm. That place. I can do that. Thank you. That would be lovely. And it sinks beneath the waters. And you kind of lose track of it, even though it's a really large creature. And you feel a slight shift in elevation as the thing... You're not sure if, it's, if you're on its back, if, it's, if you're on its head, but then there's movement quick and furious movement. Hmm. I I just hang on tight. This podcast is powered by listeners like you. Thanks. Please like, comment, rate, share, and subscribe wherever you can. Consider supporting us through Patreon, Coffee.com, or by hitting the listener support button on our Anchor.fm page. Follow and interact with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Discord. For all these links, look in the description below. If you liked our podcast, consider listening to these other great podcasts. Greetings, listeners. Are you looking to add more D&D fun to your lineup? Then be sure to check out Party Advantage, a D&D 5th edition play podcast featuring two campaigns alternating each week. In the Arius adventures, you'll set off into the land of Arius, from the ancient dragon gods that created this world to the rise and fall of various races and civilizations. This land has history that stretches far into times long forgotten. Our heroes find themselves on a journey that will take them to the busy city of gnomes, the gilded halls of the high elves, and to the deepest depths of the Underdark. Then in the Farwind Saga, you'll travel with our group of anti-heroes for their suspense-filled exploits as they explore the enigmatic continent of Farwind. This is an ancient land lost to the histories of Faerun, where mystery and danger shroud the deep forest, forbidden mountains, and dark mires. Yet every risk offers tantalizing rewards to those brave enough to take them. Will these parties gain the advantage on their next encounter? Find out every Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you then.